This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 789. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 789. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. We're going to dig right in today to talk about brain tricks to manage mindset in tough times. And I know that all of you have experienced tough times probably in recent history, but for sure in the last few years, because everyone has in the last few years, but maybe you're in a tough time right now. Maybe you're just in the middle of some junk and it might be one thing, it might be a few things, it might be all the things. And my hope is that this will help you see your way to a more settled place or a place where you feel like you can maybe have a little bit more peace and also allow you to feel like you might have a little bit more hope or that you have something to go to the next time you need to feel peace or hope because it feels like just all the walls are caving in or all of a sudden you're just feeling like you're really struggling in how to rearrange your brain um, in order to navigate a really tough time or a tough season or even just a tough moment. So we're going to talk through five different brain tricks. And some of these are things that I've talked about before. Some of them are new. And some of them might be things I've talked about before, but we're going to use them in a different way, which I think will be particularly exciting because sometimes it's helpful to take a tool or something that you already know about or you've used in the past and use it in a new way because there's some familiarity with that. So I'm excited to give you some new stuff, but also 
help you just reuse some tools you might already have in a way that really helps you manage your mindset in a tough moment by just using a trick or, or a tip in a different way than you have in the past. So let's go right into the good stuff here. The first brain trick that I want you to use to help manage your mindset in tough times is to let yourself fully escape. And this is a brain trick because when you are caught up in tough times, it is very easy to be all the way consumed by the tough times. <laughs> and we often we collect all the evidence that like everything is horrible and it's never going to get better. And we sit and we stew and we brew and we ruminate. And we try to stay so in it because we think we have to fix it all right now that we don't let ourselves fully escape from it. And sometimes that keeps us stuck way longer. So when I say let yourself fully escape, that doesn't mean that I want you to go do something that is detrimental, like go, you know, get super drunk or do a bunch of drugs or like do something that's like harmful to fully escape. It's more around how can you give your brain breaks to let things go in the area that is hard for you in order to recuperate enough to return to the hard thing and maybe have a different perspective or at the very least just have a, some new energy to keep going. And so I know that when we're in really hard moments, you can't stay in the hard, hard, hardest parts the whole time. We saw this in the pandemic, like you can only stay in the hard, ugly parts for so long and then it gets really hopeless really fast. And like, if you are responsible for raising a family and like showing up for other people in your life and, you know, doing work in the world, you can't let yourself be consumed by tough times in that way. You have to find a way to keep going when things get really hard, really ugly, and maybe even really scary. So letting yourself fully escape is letting yourself take a break and letting yourself walk away, knowing that you're going to return to the hard stuff, knowing it's still going to be there, but giving yourself that permission to take some space just for a minute. So what this might look like to you is maybe you're going through a really big professional transition, or maybe you are navigating a really sticky, hard moment in a relationship. Where and how can you escape so that your brain can release itself and be free from the hard stuff for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, three hours? 11 hours, a whole day or a whole weekend, maybe a whole week. And this for different people is going to look like different things. And so one of the things that is helpful for me, and I learned this through learning to ski, was being in a place where I have to focus on something else. So I learned when I was learning to ski that if I'm on that mountain for six hours, the only thing I'm focused on during that six hours is staying alive on the mountain. And also like enjoying time with my family and all those things as well. But I couldn't be focused on the things in my life that were stressful when I was on that mountain in those first couple of years. And actually, that's still the case because I'm so now trained to like go to the mountain and only think about being on the mountain that I don't think about the hard things in my life when I'm up on that mountain. I might start thinking about them again the minute I get in the car to come down off the mountain. But when I'm on that mountain, I'm only focused on the mountain, on the people I'm on the mountain with. And same thing if I'm out hiking. We actually just last weekend did this all day hike with friends. It was super, super fun. And I noticed that I didn't think about some of the hard stuff that's been really consuming recently the whole time we were out there because I was really focused on like getting through the hike and noticing all the cool things around me on the hike, all the things that were really beautiful, making sure that the three kids who were with us like stayed alive on the hike and didn't fall off the side of a mountain or a cliff or a rock face. So I know for me, being out in nature helps me escape or being with friends helps me escape or spending quality time with my family. One of the things I've realized this last six months or so is also 
having to focus on someone else is an escape for me. So whether that is working with a client, whether that is showing up and supporting a friend, or whether that is going to my kid's baseball game, having something to focus on that centers someone else is a really great escape for me to get out of my head and let go of my own junk. And then when I return to my own junk, because it's still going to be there, I actually have a refreshed sense of purpose, or at least renewed energy to go back to it and keep working on the thing and be back in the hard moment or the hard season and take one step forward or brainstorm like, what are the options I have right now? Whereas maybe before taking that little break and allowing myself to escape, I just was so consumed by all the things that were hard, I couldn't see past that. So that's number one, letting yourself fully escape and trusting that in that escape, good things can happen. So sometimes that opens the door to creativity. Sometimes that opens the door to renewed energy. Sometimes it opens the door to like a really amazing idea. Sometimes we think we have to like sit in the thing till we get the best idea at the right time. And that just makes the best idea never come or that we don't find the solution at all. And sometimes it's really in letting ourselves fully escape that that really great idea or that really great solution comes right to us when we didn't even know we were, when we thought we weren't even looking for it anymore. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Number two, the second brain trick to manage mindset in tough times is to create a visible list that you can refer to that shows you your options moving forward. So the reason I say visible list, and this part's really important, is that when you're in a tough space, it's really easy to jump to the conclusion that there's no good options, or there's just no options at all. You're like, everything's horrible, and it's always going to be horrible, and I'm just going to be here forever, and the end. (laughs) And that's not the case. And you can hear in just the way that I said that, that like, that's obviously not the case, right? So 
When you create a visible list of options that you have moving forward, it's much easier to think of all the different things that things could look like, all the different ways things could look like in the future, and also have that to go back to so that even after writing that list, hopefully you feel a little bit better. But the next day when you wake up and you're like, oh, still here, still here in this really horrible place, you can look at that list and be like, wait, here's my list. You might even think of things to add to the list the next day. So what are the things that you can create as a visible list that show you some of the options that you have moving forward? Because when we make the assumption that there's no options, we're telling ourselves big lies and harmful narratives because there's always options. So I want you to think through, maybe you are in a professional or needing to make a a professional transition and you're feeling a lot of discomfort or you're feeling really stuck or really scared or intimidated. What if you could make a list of 20 job openings that you can find literally by Googling? (laughs) Like I've had to do this recently with, you know, a husband who's gotten laid off and like these are realities in my household right now. But you can literally Google like, careers and then whatever the thing is. So careers in education, careers in psychology, careers in graphic design, job openings in graphic design, like you can find things pretty easily via Google. And you can start to make a list of like, oh, here's some options. Another thing you can do is make a list of leveraging different skills. So maybe you're in a place where you are feeling like you don't have passion or purpose? What if you and you feel like there's just no way around it, like you've really lost your spark? Well, what if you could make a list of things that light you up, where you could leverage like, well, you know, I don't feel like I've done anything for myself in a long time. I don't even know who I am anymore. But remember when I like, I love to go rollerblading. (laughs) I don't care if the thing was when you were 13 years old, like it can be anything, right? Remember when I used to love to go rollerblading? Or remember when I used to like sit and write poetry? I'm saying this one because my sister used to love to sit and write poetry when she was in like middle school, high school. And that was like a big thing for her. In a hard moment, those are the things you can return to. Or you can decide to cultivate something in you that maybe you haven't fully pursued in the past, but you're like, hmm, this might be a good time to look into that. Another thing that you can do when you feel like there's no options is consider investing in something new and different. So maybe it's investing in a new skill by taking a course or getting a certification or committing to learning something new and different. Like maybe you're deciding, I want to go and learn how to make, you know, cakes with fancy frosting or and just for fun. Or maybe you want to commit to learning a new trade that actually might become a new career or could potentially become a new career. I mean, that's literally what I did with the podcast. Like I knew I was coming to this what felt like a dead end in fitness. And I was like, hmm. I wonder if I could just try a podcast and see how that feels. And then from there, I can make a decision. That was one of my options. And that came from like literally making a list of options. Like I won't know I want to create content in a new direction, but what do I want that to look like and feel like? And what's something that feels like it has legs, has some longevity. And it was really in like creating a list and going back to that list over and over again and recognizing like, huh, podcasting seems to be the thing that's sticking. I don't know quite how to do it, but I think I could learn it. I know I like to speak. I know I'm like I'm d- decent at coaching people. I think this could be the thing. So creating a visible list that you can refer to that gives you options moving forward, but also that list that you can return to over time as a like, see, I told you. See, I told you there are options when you're having those moments of not feeling the options. <laughs> Number three, the third thing that you can do to uh, as a brain trick to manage mindset in tough times is to release urgency. Don't make yourself or don't even let yourself figure it all out today. 
this is when I struggle with because I'm someone that like wants to prioritize everything as the most important thing today. And that doesn't work well when you have a list of 100 things to figure out. And so how can you release urgency? And not because you don't have to do important things. And some of those things very likely are tied to very important deadlines, but so that you can release the pan- the panic and anxiety. Yes, deadlines and timelines are very real, but making everything the most urgent thing every day creates a sense of anxiety and panic and puts everything in this position of being a number one priority. And that's a really hard thing to sustain over the long term. So could you decide like, here's the things that are must do's today and here's the things that can wait till tomorrow rather than like all the things are must do's for today. And giving yourself that permission to release urgency and then reprioritize things in a more realistic way for you, even if it extends a timeline or a deadline, can be really, really significant in letting your brain see, oh wait, I don't have to do it all right this minute. That I can do it over the next week, over the next few weeks, over the next few months. Often we have more time than we think, but especially if you're in a situation where there's some anxiety or fear, we resort to urgency and panic. And then we really, really put our brains into overdrive. And it ultimately drains our energy in a huge way, but can actually even it dysregulates us so that creativity isn't going to be as high so that intention isn't going to be as high so that being thoughtful and really conscientious of why you're making super decisions isn't going to be necessarily working in your favor either. When you think about tricking your brain, a lot of times it's just a matter of shifting how you're looking at something and recognizing like, oh, I can choose to look at it this way instead. And that will help me get through this. It doesn't change the reality as much as it changes your narrative around the reality. And remembering that every time you cr- every time there is you know a hard reality, you're creating a narrative around that. And so how can you take charge of that narrative when you are creating a narrative that isn't working in your favor? Number four, the fourth brain trick that you can do to manage mindset in tough times is to know how you best process. How do you process things? So my friends who are introverts, they love time alone. They love to take walks by themselves or naps with their cats, or they love to go meditate. I had a friend, a very introverted friend years ago who loved going on silent retreats to figure things out. There's no way in hell I would ever want to go on a silent retreat to figure things out. Like that's the opposite of how I process. So I would never do that, but it worked really, really well for her. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast 
for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Other good friends of mine are really into journaling as a practice, and that helps them process. And in the process of journaling, they can really get from point A to point B in a tough moment and like really self-guide themselves toward a solution. For extroverts, people like me, I find that connection with others can be really helpful because I can talk things through, and that often helps me feel less alone. But as I'm talking things through, I often come to new solutions all on my own. And this is something I've realized over and over in therapy is as I describe a problem, I'm like, oh, as I'm describing this, I can see that I have like three options here that I hadn't even considered because that process of saying things out loud and externally processing often allows me to connect dots and figure things out really in live time. Also, I really know that I process well with people who can relate to specific things in specific seasons. And so I just the other day was messaged a friend and was like, hey, I really need to brainstorm these like very specific business things with you. And she knows this stuff inside out, upside down. We brainstormed this stuff together before. And like, she's like my go-to person for this stuff. Now, do I have other people who would listen to me talk about that? Absolutely. But knowing that like, she's my go-to for that is a great thing. Or knowing that like, if I'm having a hard time in a relationship, that that's, I have a different person to go to for that. Or knowing that like, I just need to like process some like, hot school gossip or, or like mom gossip or whatever. I'm like, I have my person for that. Like the one person I'm going to go to who is a vault, right? Where you can be like, I can't even believe this is happening. And I'm going to this person who will never say a word to anyone because like that's my person for that thing. So knowing how you best process and if you do that alone, if you do that with other people, how you get from point A to point B in your head, for me, it's exercising is far more beneficial for my processing than journaling or meditating. But for other people, it's totally the opposite. And then also recognizing, are you like a reach out person or a hibernate person? I know for me, when things are really, really, really hard, I don't want to reach out. I really want to hibernate. And that is the absolute worst thing that really stops me in my tracks in terms of processing and keeps me very, very stuck. So I have to be conscientious of like, okay, like you're wanting to go hide and just like be disconnected from the world. And you get like a day for that, but you don't get more than a day because things will get ugly real fast if you give yourself more than a day. The fifth thing that you can do, the fifth brain trick for you to manage your mindset in tough times is to create proof. So in tough times, our brain likes to keep track and likes to collect evidence. And we, when things are really hard, and especially if they're long, if they're hard for a long while, or even like a short while, but relatively long. So let's say you're having, you know, a rough summer. That can feel like a real long while to be like, wow, it's been like two whole months of this. Other times it's like two whole years of something. But when you're in a phase, whether it's two days, two months, two years, 
we start to create proof and we collect it and it's like our evidence and we put it in a little purse and we carry it everywhere. And it's like our, see, I told you, see, I told you that nothing is working. See, I told you that I'm not good at this. See, I told you that everything is working out not in my favor. See, I told you I don't have any options. And so what you have to do then is if you want to trick your brain, again, going back to like choosing to change the narrative, then the way to trick your brain here is to find the proof to the contrary. So if you're thinking I have no options right now, you literally make yourself sit down and write a list of other options, which we already talked about in number two. So how do you create proof? If you think that you don't have time, this is one of our big like mindset blocks, and it's very real in motherhood and in general in for women. We think we don't have time, right? Like everything, our calendars are so full, our lives are full, so full, we don't have time to do anything. And we feel at everyone else's mercy because it seems like everyone is always stealing our time, partly because we have poor boundaries and give it away. And then we regret giving it away. I want you to then look at writing down the things that you can cancel to make time. So if you think you don't have any time, look at your calendar for next week and cancel three things. Will some people be disappointed? Maybe. Will some people not care at all? Probably. Will some people actually be delighted that you canceled because they got some time back too? Very likely. (laughs) So if you think you don't have time, go find three things you can cancel. That's proof that you have more time than you think. If you think you don't have job options when you're doing a job search, then do a search for jobs in different fields and write down creative ways that you can make a professional move. I've guided so many clients through this over the years where they're like, oh, I have to like keep doing the same thing. And then when we start talking through like other options, they get to this totally different point where they're like, oh, wait, I don't have to do the same thing. In fact, I often don't do the same thing. In fact, I'm someone who has created transitions for myself and really thrived in that. Or I'm someone who struggles with transition, doesn't love it. But when I'm in it, I do a good job and I navigate it well and I often get to better places on the other end. So giving yourself permission to create proof otherwise around options is really, really significant. The other thing you can do to create proof is if you think you don't have the right connections or the right skills to get what you want is to write down all the people who owe you favors. There's a bunch of people who owe you favors. So who are the people who owe you favors? And then who are the people who would just love to do favors for you because that's the kind of person that they are and they're the kind of people that always just show up for you. And if you don't think you have the right support or connections to get what you want, make that list of people who will show up for you anytime or who you have shown up for in the past. And when you reach out to them, they're like, they're like, I got you. Sometimes this list can be really surprising because it's the people who you've shown up for and you're like, I don't know if they'll show up for me, that they totally will. And then other times you'll reach out to other people who you've shown up for and they will not respond. They will not show up for you. But that's always counterbalanced by someone surprising showing up for you. And I had this over and over when I released the podcast, like people showed up for me out of the woodwork. And then the people who I was like, oh, you're my great friend and you're going to show up for me didn't show up. All good. All good either way. The last way to create proof is if you think you're not good at something, make a list of the instances that disprove that or make a list of the qualities that you have that it would allow you to get better. So yeah, I'm not good at skiing. Sure. But am I determined? Am I courageous? Am I disciplined? Do I have a love of learning? Can I get scrappy when the going gets tough? Yeah, all those things. So if you think you're not good at something, make a list of times when you've disproved that in your life or a list of the qualities that you have that would allow you to get better. So those are your five brain tricks to manage mindset in tough times. Let yourself truly escape. Create a visible list that you can refer to that shows you your options moving forward. Release urgency. 
know how you best process, and then create the proof you need to move forward, to shift that mindset. Thank you for being here. Please share this episode. I'll be back on Wednesday with a fantastic interview, and I am in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact invented. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It.